welcome to our next podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Penn. Joining me today is a very nifty fellow. Uh, his name is uh, Joji Kokubio, uh, and he is the managing director of uh, uh, Bay City Ventures. Uh, and don't mind that train going by because we are in Tokyo. That means the bullet trains are going by all the time. So uh, first of all, Joji, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself uh, briefly. Who are you? And uh, how is it that you're in the gaming industry? Yep, uh, well, thank you, Michael, and thank you to uh, AJ Gaming Brief for having me. Um, I guess most people in the industry would know me from my time in Macau, uh, working with Aruze Gaming, and some time in the Philippines as well with the company. And right now I've been working uh, in Japan for the past two years, um, of course, continuing uh, gaming industry consulting business, but also working with a lot of local governments, uh, educational entities, and you know, helping them to inform what the industry actually is like, and not really just kind of the books and the stories that they hear. Well, our topic today is we're going to do a little bit of uh, around the world of Japan uh, to figure out... Uh, which uh, local governments are uh, in the race and which aren't. So first of all, uh, why don't you tell us uh, which local governments are definitely in the race and which other local governments might surprise us at a later stage? Sure, sure, of course. I think, um, you know, to do a little Epcot run of the places that have actually officially raised their hand, um, obviously there's Osaka with the city and the prefecture both on board. Um, we have uh, Yokohama, which is actually uh, my hometown. I'm calling in from Yokohama right now. And that's a uh, city, actually, but it's a designated city, so they can make their own choices. Um, for the regional areas, we have Wakayama Prefecture and also uh, Nagasaki Prefecture in Kyushu. And so those are the four areas that officially raised their hand. And, you know, we know that behind the scenes, or not even behind the scenes, quite publicly, there's other areas that have you know, done their homework or they've started before and kind of dropped it and maybe they might be coming back. And so, uh, you know, to list those, those would be, of course, Tokyo, the one that everyone wants to know about, uh, Aichi Prefecture, uh, not exactly Nagoya City, but yeah, Prefecture. And, you know, we're, we're still hearing rumblings, uh, sorry, we're, here still, we're still hearing rumblings about Hokkaido and, of course, uh, Chiba City as well. Uh, well, first of all, before we get to the ones that are actually in the race, uh, do you have any uh, predictions or odds on uh, the fact that some, one of these others might jump into the race? Uh, well, I don't want to give out the odds because you know, I want to be the one to, winning on those bets. But I would say that uh, it's honestly 50-50 for uh, Tokyo. I know everyone is asking. And in terms of Aichi, Chiba, Hokkaido, I mean, I give them like a 25% chance each. And that has more to do with just the procedures that they need to go through, um, which at this point, you know, city council, local council, prefectural council, uh, setting budgets, it's quite tight. So that's why I would lower their chances a bit. Well, I guess uh, let's go from uh, the biggest to the smallest of the four that are in the race. Uh, the biggest, of course, is, uh, is Yokohama. Uh, so. Uh, your hometown, uh, where you're speaking to us uh, now, right now. Do you maintain your optimism that this is going to happen, or do you think it's going to come crashing down next year because of political reasons? Uh, well, you know, to be quite honest, with the situation with the referendum um, movement right now, it's something that's quite important from a public point of view. 
But at the end of the day, in Yokohama, everything comes down to the mayor election next year. Um, you know, the referendum could be positive for the IR movement, and they could go forward. And if the mayor changes and the new mayor wants to drop the, you know, the IR bid, then it's done. So, yeah, whether or not uh, you know Mrs. Hayashi wants to rerun and you know go for another term, uh, whether opposition can actually set up one candidate. They've always had two candidates, fairly evenly splitting the uh, votes against Mrs. Hayashi. So, you know, it's 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 quite uh, a big turning point, and that's going to decide the fate of the IR in Yokohama. All right. Well, uh, moving on uh, to the next biggest, which is uh, Osaka. So Osaka, for a long time, has been considered to be the the most certain of the certain to get one of the licenses. Uh, do you feel that uh, you know the more recent uh, hesitations, uh, maybe from MGM side, or maybe from uh, you know just the, the political situation with uh, with uh, Mayor Ichiro Matsui apparently going to be retiring from politics? Do you think this shakes the prospects at all, or do you think it's moving forward no matter what? A lot of the points that are challenges for Osaka, not just with you know the political situation, is really the development, because they probably have the least developed land uh, for the IR to be built compared to the other regions. Um, and I think definitely that as soon as MGM, Oryx, their consortium was the only one to kind of you know officially put their entry into the RFP it really you know narrowed down the situation to what that consortium wants to do do you feel that Osaka lost too much leverage by having only one uh, bidder in its RFP or do you think that you know there though these two particular sides Osaka city government and the uh, Osaka I mean and the MGM uh, Oryx uh, uh, consortium are just so committed to the project that it doesn't really matter that much. Oh, they definitely lost a lot of leverage. Um, you know, and especially the fact that the timing-wise, uh, it was quite unlucky for them as well with everything pausing after they, uh, you know, finish the acceptance for the um, RFP. So, yeah, I mean, th there's no way that it's really a positive for Osaka, but uh, from the business point of view, if I was uh, MGN, yeah, I would take advantage of, you know, that situation as much as I could. And is there anything else about Osaka worth mentioning before we move on to the uh, the two regional uh, bidders? Again, it's a new place. Uh, it's also landfilled, uh, quite new um, in terms of, you know, how stable the land is. So there's going to be a lot of development costs. And so, again, uh, whatever they do moving forward, I hope there's a plan B. So uh, what is the situation in Nagasaki, generally speaking? Well, uh, it's quite refreshing. It was kind of the first positive uh, movement news in Japan IR in quite a while, where uh, Nagasaki just released their plans for their RFP going forward. Uh, I think currently it's said January. They, have the, they want to have the operator decided by the summer um, or the autumn. So, you know, they're moving forward. Uh, I would say that as a site, it's quite interesting, uh, just considering the locality, not just you know the Kyushu area, but also to Eastern Asia, uh, especially the northern China region. And the other point is, I think it's quite unique because you know you've been in Japan quite a long time, so I'm sure you know uh, Michael. But you know Kyushu is a really unique area, 
Um, they work together very well when it helps them, <laughs> but they're all quite uh, you know, very unique and special in their own way. So uh, it's quite interesting to see um, you know, how the region will work together to push uh, the bid once you know, the talks and the actual business part get moving. You know, you look at the airport situation, it's quite interesting. There's actually uh, multiple international airports nearby that have the ability to be developed, meaning uh, there's still lots for airplanes. Uh, one of the important things in the gaming industry is not just getting there, but getting out as well. And so that was one of the issues brought up, uh, for example, like in Hokkaido, what happens if there's a snowstorm? So on that front, I think that it's actually an advantage when you look at the airline uh, situation. Um, when you talk about the roads, again, it depends. Are you trying to attack, attract all the local people from nearby Kyushu? Or are you trying to attack the select few from Eastern Asia? Depending on the operator, I think they'll either see that as, you know, not much of an issue that they can solve in the long run, or they might you know, if they want to bring all the local people on the roads and the trains, that's going to require a lot of development. So I think depending on uh, what kind of operator uh, strategy uh, exists, uh, it could be an advantage. Okay, and uh, that brings us to uh, the one which uh, says it's the smallest uh, market, which is uh, Wakayama, but of course it's also uh, very close to uh, Osaka, Yumeshima, especially by sea. Uh, especially from Kansai International Airport, if there's a, a high-speed boat service like they're talking about. Uh, so, uh, how do you see the lay of the land in Wakayama, where we have a very proactive governor, um, but uh, you know it, it's not always clear how much of the rest of the system is is, is behind it. Yeah, well, Wakayama is in a really unique situation because uh, similar to Osaka, they've started their RFP. Um, and there's two different uh, groups, I wouldn't call them full consortium, but two different groups that have uh, expressed their interest officially and put their names in the hat. And so uh, for them, I think right now it's more of they just need to clarify uh, what kind of uh, IR are they planning to build. And what I mean by what kind of IR is, in the case there is another one in Osaka, how are you going to compete? Uh, is there actually synergies? Uh, is it better if the Osaka bit actually doesn't move forward? So uh, that's a huge variable on their front. And I think for Wakayama as well, I mean, their site is, you know, very well maintained. Uh, it's already uh, partially developed. So on that front, similar to Nagasaki, where the initial cost won't be as much as, you know, the metropolis markets. And as you mentioned, the huge international airports, so Kansai International, uh, nearby is also an advantage for them. Now before we wrap up, uh, is there anything else about the contest between uh, these four local governments and possibly a few, uh, one or two or three more, that uh, needs to be said before we, uh, before we close the, the gates here? Sure, well, you know, I'm actually quite worried. Um, and when I say worried, uh, what I mean is that they will, the government will go for it. This is a national policy. Uh, they've come this far and, you know, Again, the local governments will make their bid. And what I worry about, though, is that can all the local governments make their bids to the uh, central government in the end? And what I mean by that is, again, what I was saying about Osaka situation, uh, about Yokohama situation. And, you know, it is a quite realistic possibility we end up with just two local governments uh, actually submitting their development plans, uh, IR development plans. So, um, 
again, uh, one of the things I hope to see is that it's whatever is developed is for the local people. Um, definitely has to help local businesses. And so whether it goes forward or not, I hope that the local government takes the opportunity to educate um, and not just educate, but also kind of give the opportunity for the uh, local enterprises to uh, see an international stage. Mm -hmm.